Whether you have a diagnosis or not, I don't care. I'll teach you how to find what's causing your health concerns using the labs you already have. Your doctor might tell you your blood work is normal, but I'm here to teach you a better way. If you're a doctor or a health coach and anything in between, there's one for you too. Go grab your free blood work and supplement sheet guide so you can learn how to read your labs yourself. Plus, come join me for the free three-day live what your normal labs really tell you challenge every fourth week of the month with the last one in May. Download your cheat guides and register here at drkylieburton.com. This podcast is sponsored by Systemic Formulas and Nutribiome. Systemic Formulas, the supplement company I trust with my patients and family. In fact, when I discovered Systemic Formulas, not only did my patients get faster results, but it made my life easier too. Instead of ordering from a handful of companies, I use 95% SF products. They're top of the line quality with the best lab west of the Mississippi. They're pure, potent, and they get results. In fact, I recommend you follow their Instagram at Systemic Formulas Institute. Jump inside their Facebook group and put my name into the search bar. You'll discover multiple videos of me teaching you labs, products, and even business tools. Everybody can join the Instagram, but practitioners, the Facebook group is just for you. Also, the man who's behind the Systemic Formulas products, Dr. Shane Morris, is launching a new line of supplements designed to take your microbiome to the next level. And it's not just probiotics. He has specific prebiotics designed to feed the probiotics. Oh, and anybody can order them too. Learn more and order soon at mybiome.com. M-Y-B-Y-O-M-E.com. And last but not least, are you a practitioner looking to improve your online presence, but it's overwhelming thinking about building a website, connecting it to a funnel, and then having it all actually make money? Let Tara help you take your dream and make it a reality. She's been the driving force behind my entire website and mastermind, my entire online business. Tara can help you build yours too. She's got brand new packages designed to help you grow your business and future-proof it. With over 20 years of experience in the online business consulting and website mastery world, she's your girl. Go check her out at TaraConsultingInc.com. That's T-E-R-R-A-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G-I-N-C.com. All right, let's jump into the episode. Welcome to the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast with me, Dr. Kylie. We have a unique topic today with a very special individual. Michelle Garber is a leader and pioneer of the plastic surgery coaching world. She's not a surgeon. She's not going to get into the surgery room with you. However, she's going to help you make the right choices at every step along the process. She will help you navigate this complex world of cosmetic procedures. And she's really going to introduce us and myself into this world of plastic surgery and what to do so bad things don't happen. You actually get the results you want, not end up on some TV called botched. (laughs) (laughs) Michelle, welcome on. Thank you. Thank you so much. Excited to be here. 
So walk us through how did, how did you end up where you are today? That's a curious journey. Yes, it is a curious journey. And that's a question that I always get asked. So my journey actually started, I used to be a publicist and I had my own PR agency and my clients were plastic surgeons, dermatologists on the East Coast. And so I worked with doctors who were working with patients and you know how the PR world goes when <laughs> it's not all what it appears to be. And uh, that was when I moved, and then I moved to California and um, I kind of got burnt out of the PR world. And I started working behind the scenes with different skincare companies, medical device companies, again, in the world of aesthetics. And then it was, I think, 2012 that I decided that I was ready for some surgery myself. I had had some things done in the past. I had been using Botox. Oh my God, I used Botox when it, before it came FDA approved. So back in 1997, 1998 was the first time that I had a Botox injection. I still remember that day like it was yesterday. I was so scared. <laughs> I didn't know what to expect. All I remember was seeing this needle come at my face, my forehead. It was like, Ikes, what am I doing? Um, that was just, that was very interesting back then. That was even before numbing cream. They just put the needle in your face. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you felt it. You felt everything. I did. I remember the the doctor that I went to. His wife was one of the nurses, and I just squeezed her hand, and I went, "Ouch!" <laughs> but that was my actually. That was the first time that I had Botox. And so I had had various things done, Botox and fillers, and um, I knew a lot about the surgery world. I had worked with patients. I had worked with surgeons. And interestingly, I really thought I knew a lot about facelifts and what to expect and how to choose a surgeon. Well, I made a lot of mistakes. And I did choose a surgeon who ended up being not the right surgeon for me, not the right skill set. I had a bad recovery. I didn't have a lot of support. There were a lot of red flags. I didn't listen to them. My my whole focus was, okay, this is what I want to do. And this is how I'm going to go about doing it. And this is the surgeon that was given, his name was given to me actually by a referral and who also someone in the industry that I like found out that person was financially entangled with the surgeon. So a lot of things happened. And it was during this particular time that I realized, well, you know, people need help. They need help not only to select a surgeon, but they need help to stay safe. They need help to learn about the recovery process. They need the support. They need the guidance. Because there's really, you know, it's a very personal thing when you decide to do any sort of cosmetic surgery procedure. And most of the people that I work with, they don't want anyone to know. They're not telling. They're not even telling sometimes family members. I mean, it is that, it is that private. So when you are going through something like this, and it's a life-altering journey, right? I mean, and, and it's a medical journey. and if you don't have a lot of support around you, you can get pretty scary. You can go down a rabbit hole and things, you know, you can not be in a very good space. And so the idea of a plastic surgery coach really came to me during my recovery process from my facelift. And at first, 
the surgeons, they really didn't understand what I was doing. And it was a big challenge with medical community. And so it's evolved over time to now, I think everyone within the aesthetic medical community is really thinking about patient safety. They're really thinking about patient care. I mean, there's so much work that needs to be done today still. It's an ongoing battle, especially after COVID with all the marketing the doctors are doing. So I think it's really important to, you have a coach for your business, right? You have a coach for some people have a personal coach, they have a financial coach, they have a life coach, they have a health coach, they have a stylist, they have a pregnancy coach, they have a baby coach. <laughs> There's so many people out there that are helping them with their life's journey in different capacities. And so this is just another life's journey. And I've also integrated nutritional because I think that's a huge, huge part of a plastic surgery journey. Does that answer your question? Yeah, totally. It does. I know you and I were talking about some things before this, just to try to get me to enter your world more and where we wanted to go with the conversation. But having been through your own journey, share us with one of your patients that you've seen you helped along their journey. What was the starting point? What was their ending point? So we can kind of get an idea of how you work more with individuals. Well, patients come to me lots of times. Well, I have several different types of patients. Let me start there. Some people come to me because they've had had bad surgery in the past. So, and typically that's usually rhinoplasty. And rhinoplasty is difficult. So that would be a nose Rhino, job. Rhinoplasty is what? Right. Nose job. Okay. <laughs> See, it's a new yeah. world to me. Yeah. So... Rhinoplasty is probably one of the most difficult surgeries that has a high revision rate. And so especially these days with what's going on with Zoom, people are looking at themselves, right, a lot. And they're sometimes hyper-focusing in different body parts. But when someone has had a rhinoplasty, one Two, I'm working with someone right now. She's had three. It's really tough. It's so tough on the patient because they're scared. They're really scared. They're scared that they're not going to be happy again. They're scared that they're going to be botched. You know, so much can happen during the process. So my job is, first of all, to help them emotionally through this whole process make sure that the surgeon that they choose is a good match for them. So I am not financially involved with any of the surgical practices. I'm totally independent. So I will look at if it's a patient that's already had surgery, what if they had done? So let's just take rhinoplasty. What if they had done? We talk about the last surgeon who did the surgery. What don't they like about it? And then it is matching them with a plastic surgeon who does a lot of revision rhinoplasty, where rhinoplasty is his core specialty, because you want to make sure that you're going to a surgeon whose core specialty is the body part that you're wanting to enhance or to fix. You wouldn't want to go to a surgeon who specializes in breast augmentation for rhinoplasty. I think that's the way it is across the board with all. I mean, there's so many functional medicine doctors out there 
but you want to go to the one that specializes in your scenario. Yeah. Not just the jack of all traits, but for example, myself, I specialize in helping people who keep getting told their labs are normal, (laughs) figure out what is really going on and not just because they're a mom or because they're depressed or somebody else would be like a thyroid specialist. Right. So it's the same. It's no different making sure you're finding the right person for your surgery. You just hit the nail on the head. And I can speak from personal experience having labs. And as I mentioned to you earlier, I'm actually taking and studying functional nutrition for a certification. And so I'm learning a lot about labs and I can take a look at my own labs and the doctors, oh, they're normal when I know they're not compared to what I know they should be. And so you're right. I mean, I can go on a whole tangent to talk about Western medicine, which I know we're not going to talk about, but there's a big gap there. And there's a big gap in the aesthetic, medical aesthetic world as well. And where with the specialization, so it's interesting. I once interviewed a doctor. He was new to town. And I like to get to know the surgeons before I refer. And this was a young surgeon in in town. And I asked him, I said, so what area of the body, where's your passion? What do you like to do? And he said, well, you know, I'm a new surgeon, basically, and I have to learn how to do everything. Because he really didn't know at that point what area he wanted to specialize in, what was the area that he was best in, and he wanted to be a jack of all trades. And a lot of surgeons are, they think they are, and they're not. And so, you know, on the other hand, there's another surgeon that I had a discussion with who was right up front with me and said, I love to do breasts. I love to do breasts. I'm passionate about doing breasts because it makes me happy to see how happy my patients are right after surgery. They see it. They see the change, even though maybe the breasts are up here and they have to drop, but it makes him happy to see how happy his patients are. And he was honest with me and he said, you know, I don't want to do rhinoplasty. I send everyone out for that. And now it's that, that's a smart man and yeah. he's smart in any industry. And I remember back in school, I had a conversation with a, with a classmate, a colleague, and he was like, well, why don't you want to come to this seminar? And I said, because I want to be really good at one thing. I want to be that person that's known for this. He's like, you don't want to learn this stuff? No, I don't want to learn that stuff. Well, what if it could help somebody? I'll refer them out. Yeah. And it's okay to do that. And so many times, if you're a practitioner listening and you're trying to enter the functional medicine world, which there are a lot of you or who are in the functional medicine world, it is a big world. And there's a lot going on and it's overwhelming. But if you say, you know what, I want to focus on PCOS or I want to focus on gut issues or I want to focus on chronic fatigue. Like if you specify and then you get really good at that one thing. Now, when somebody is talking to their friend and they're saying, "Um, I just, I really have struggles. I can't get pregnant. The doctor told me I have PCOS. That person, if they know you, knows exactly who to link you to. If you specialize in PCOS, 
people who are out there talking about PCOS will know that's who they need to go to. And if you have this idea of, I'm going to be the jack of all traits, I'm going to fix everybody. One, you're going to hate your life in a little while because you're going to be so overwhelmed. And two, you're not going to get very good results because you can't be a really good, excellent jack of all traits, no matter what industry you're in. I absolutely agree with you. And I think that's where there is also a big gap between patient and surgical practices because the surgical practices are very busy. So how a surgical practice works, usually they have a patient coordinator. So that person is taking care of all the pre and post-op appointments. That person is giving you the price quote. That person is supposed to be arranging, you know, what else you may need and other appointments that you need. But typically a lot of these practices are just so incredibly busy that they don't have the time to cater to one patient. They don't have the time to always pick up the phone and answer every single question, even though they should, but they just don't have the time. And they don't have the background and the knowledge for very, for some of the specific things like practices don't have a nutritionist on board. They don't have concierge services for the most part on board. They don't have aftercare services on board. So they cater to, this is a surgery that you're going to have and they make sure that you are getting your pre-op and you're getting your list of items and you're getting your instructions and then you go in and you have your pre-op appointment you get more instructions and then you go and you show up the morning for your surgery and you meet the anesthesiologist probably for the first time and you see the doctor and then you have the surgery and then your 24 hours, whether you have a surgical nurse with you for the first 24 hours, some doctors insist on it, others don't, or you go home with an aftercare person, and then the practice will call you the next day, hopefully, sometimes they don't even do that, sometimes you don't even see the surgeon afterwards for several days, where some practices you are seeing the surgeon quite frequently afterwards, so there's that gap of all right, what else do you need? And that's where I come in is the what else do you need part of even if you're not working with me choosing a surgeon, there's a whole list of things you need to do to prepare yourself for surgery. And as you and I spoke earlier, this body-mind connection, plastic surgery has never been a holistic approach. It's never been about the body and the mind. It's been just about the physical body. And I feel there needs to be a shift in the paradigm with that, because if you're having a surgical procedure, first of all, you need to love yourself first. That's really key because it's not going to change your life. It may build self-esteem in certain areas, but it's not, if you're not already happy, having a surgical procedure is not necessarily going to make you any happier And then what if you have other things that happen? So it's not the answer to your problems. I love that. It creates more problems. So let's treat the person as a whole person first. Let's find out, are they mentally healthy enough to have surgery? Like what's going on with them? Do they have the right body image? Are they enhancing their own body for healthy reasons? You know, it's one thing if you want to morph and change your body, let's say, 
and you're really aware of what you're doing. Like, and occasionally I have clients like that where their particular look is very specific to them, but they're aware of what they're doing to their body. So there's a fine line of body dysmorphic disorder. And I think we all have a little bit body dysmorphic disorder. And so there's that fine line. So my job, although I'm not a therapist and don't pretend to be or or counsel my my, uh, clients like this, but if I pick up on something, if there is a red flag, then we will talk about it and I will advise them to go see a therapist and that that should be their first stop. Not me, but the therapist should be their first stop to discuss what's going on with them because you want to go in with a healthy mind and you also want to go in with a healthy body. And that's the other interesting thing is I'm finding that a lot of plastic surgery patients, they don't really care so much about the nutritional aspect of the surgery because, and I don't know if that's just because the way it's always been approached where they don't think about what does my body need extra now that it's going under anesthesia and I'm having all this work done and I have a recovery period because I have seen firsthand when you take good care of your body and you're taking up extra supplements and you're working with the nutritionist and you're doing extra treatments before and after surgery, the recovery period is so much easier. And I had this recently, in fact, the surgeon came out of the surgery and said to me, wow, and this was a a client that I was working with. And he said, she should be a lot more bruised and swollen than she is. I'm shocked. That's because this patient took really good care of herself. She did hyperbaric treatments before surgery and after surgery, IV therapy. She was taking all these supplements. I mean, she was, but she was focused. She was really focused on her health prior to her surgery. And not everyone is. And that's- It paid off in her recovery time. And even how the surgery went. Yeah, it paid off. And on the other hand, when I had my surgery, now I was 55. Yeah, I think I was 55. And and good health, good diet, eh, not necessarily at that time. But my surgeon didn't give me any any suggestions for recovery. I was told to drink Gatorade, eat Jello. <laughs> Sugar, sugar, and more sugar. More sugar and more sugar. And I did not feel good. I didn't feel good for weeks. I remember calling them up and saying, you know, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I don't feel good. Well, I know now why I didn't feel good because I didn't eat the extra protein that I needed to eat. I didn't take the supplements that I should have taken. There was so there was many things that no one really discussed with me. And is it common sense? Yeah, you think it's common sense, but when you're in the situation, it's not necessarily common sense and something that you don't think about because you're not feeling good to begin with. So I I hope to integrate how important it is to take care of your body and your mind 
because anxiety, fear, stress, all of that affects your recovery and it affects how you feel. So, I mean, I, my clients, they get nervous before surgery. It's totally, totally normal. I think correlating this like plastic surgery or not any surgery. Yeah. You get nervous. You get anxious. You are fearful. Not to mention you should probably take care of yourself before and after any surgery you're doing. Yes. Right. So let's, let's think about this. What would be three do's you would recommend to do before surgery? So three do's before surgery. So, well, first of all, you do have to work with your surgeon. So I need to say that that's really important to work with your surgeon because you certainly want to be at your surgeon is part of your team and you need to advocate for yourself with your surgeon when it comes to anything extra. If you're not hiring someone like myself, you know, you need to ask questions. So I would suggest that for your physical body, first of all, make sure that you do have a full blood panel and that you have specific blood workup prior to your surgery that's going to let you know, you know, is there anything going on that you're unaware of before surgery that you need to work through with your regular doctor or a functional medicine doctor before surgery? I mean, I think having a functional medicine doctor as part of your team before surgery is brilliant. Get those extra blood work that you need to know. Find out if you're deficient in any vitamins. You know, find out if you have an MTHFR gene mutation that affects how your body metabolizes vitamin B. Uh, B. If you don't metabolize certain vitamins properly, you know, then you're not going to be in optimum health. You know, so what else is going on with you? Really tune in to your body before surgery is what I'm suggesting. Tune in to what's going on. How do you feel? Are you tired? Are you depressed? Are you feeling okay? Are you overly stressed? I mean, what's going on? And work through some of that with a professional prior to your surgery date, and then boost up on your vitamins. Make sure that you're eating, you're cutting out the sugars and you're cutting out the bad foods and the inflammatory foods and make sure that you're really eating healthy for your surgery and you're eating more protein and you're hydrating and you're taking those extra supplements and that you feel good before going into surgery, because that's going to help with your healing process. So ask questions, do research, go see specialists, whatever you need to do. And and I know that probably sounds like a lot and it's extra finances, but you've spent a lot of money on any sort of plastic surgery procedure. And especially today, the prices have gone up. So you're investing. This is all part of an investment in yourself. So that would be number one, would be make sure that you're in optimum health before going into your surgery. Two, prepare yourself and your household for your recovery. 
That is so important. I always suggest to get a professional aftercare person, someone who takes care of plastic surgery patients, because they can be there to support you. They know what to look for, especially within the first 24 hours. Anything can happen. And your family members, they're not going to know how to handle you. You're going to be, you could be bruised, swollen. You're not going to feel so great to put the burden on family members. And they're not going to know what to look for if there's an emergency. So I highly suggest that you spend that extra money and you hire an aftercare person. And set your things in order. You know, if you have children, make sure that you have babysitters or, or dog walkers. Make sure that you have your meals planned. I always advise it's a good, if you can, to stay at a hotel or an Airbnb with an aftercare person. Don't go home right after surgery. If you can afford to stay two or three days, sometimes longer, depending on the surgery, away from home. You need the rest. It's so important to rest. Rest, heal, and recover is, is critical because how you heal in the inside is also going to affect how you heal on the outside. So prepare yourself. Make sure that you have a plan A and a plan B. In case something happens to plan A, you have an alternative plan for your recovery. And then take it easy. Follow the instructions from your surgeon. You know, if, if you may feel great in say three or four days and then you overdo it and you're going to have a relapse and you're not going to feel good. So be really careful. Give yourself the time to recover. And if the surgeon says two weeks, take three weeks, make sure that you have that time to recover and that you set your work aside and you have people to take care of your kids and your and your your family's all taken care of and this is your time i can't stress that enough this is your time for yourself to heal you've invested a lot of money in this surgical procedure that you're having and you need to take care of it you need to honor your body and the other advice that i would give is don't second guess if something is not right instinctually it's probably not right pick up that phone don't go online i've seen this so many times do not go online to a message board and and say these are my symptoms on a message board to strangers that aren't medical people you have something going on after surgery that doesn't feel right that doesn't look right immediately, I don't care what time of the day or night it is, you pick up that phone and you call your doctor's office or you get yourself to the emergency room. Do not wait. Do not wait and don't go on those message boards. I can't stress that enough. These are not people. Don't go on those message boards, period. Period. Never, ever, ever. And there's, I mean, there's Facebook groups for everything. And I've, I've had... P women get into like PCOS Facebook groups and infertility and I mean everything under the sun. I've even joined some, but people aren't there. I mean, I joined some to like help and give advice. They don't want your advice. They want you to feel sorry for them. And people in these groups are ruthless. They point fingers and they will point yeah. fingers big time. So if you are in a toxic, any social toxic media, might as well call it toxic social media. 
get out and don't go back in and then quit relying on Dr. Google to find your answers. There are other yeah. options out there like this podcast and like the free blood chem cheat guide. If you're grabbing blood work and your doctor's told you that they're normal, go in and grab the blood chem cheat guide on my website, drkeleyburton.com and really take care of yourself because you only get the one body. You only get the one body. And, and I always say you only have one face and one body. Choose wisely. Be beautiful, not botched. Yes. <laughs> well, thanks, Michelle. We're going to take Thank these, so these ideas much, to not only plastic surgery, but surgery of all kinds to prepare yourself pre, post. And so it's just a smooth ride all throughout the process. Yeah. yeah. That's For people who want to learn more about you, they can find you at nip tuckcoach.com you can join her on the on instagram at n-i-p-t-u-c-k coach and she also has a podcast but the biggest two places are the website the instagram nip tuck coach her podcast is called nip tuck talk show thanks michelle thank you feel empowered, loved this episode, help others find it by leaving a review. It's the best compliment I can receive. Then take your learning one step farther and discover what your normal labs really tell you by downloading the free cheat guide and register for the next three-day live challenge. Do it all at drkylieburton.com. Remember, there's a cheat guide and a three-day live challenge for those of you with medical background too. Take your practice beyond the diagnosis with your free downloads and challenge at drkylieburton.com. This podcast is sponsored by Systemic Formulas, Nutribiome, and Terra Consulting, Inc. Systemic Formulas is the supplement company I trust with my patients and family. Everybody can join them on Instagram at Systemic Formulas Institute. Practitioners jump inside their Facebook group. It's called Systemic Formulas Clinical Nutrition. Once inside the group, search my name and you'll discover videos on labs, supplements, and business tools. It's all free. See you on the inside. Are you a practitioner ready to uplevel your online presence? Tara is your girl. She is a brilliant mind behind my entire platform, my practice, and the BTD mastermind. From writing the copy to building the technical back end of my website to marketing strategy, I highly recommend you let her take your dream and make it a reality, just as she did for me. Get started here at TaraConsultingInc.com. That's T-E-R-R-A-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G-I-N-C.com. Be back next week.